Here we are. It's Thursday morning. What a lovely day at the... Well, at least it is when I'm recording this. It's currently 8.48 in the morning. I do apologise if it's shitty quality, but I'm having to record this in my car due to isolation reasons. Thankfully, I'm not sleeping here, but um, I guess I have to run the podcast out of it. In fact, the only thing keeping this microphone vertical right now is the fact that the handbrake's off because that's what it's attached to. So, on that note, if you want to support the show... If you want to support the show, make sure you head over to therapsociety.com forward slash podcast where you can shop a range of brands like End or Size or CBD1 or Nike or Foot Asylum, even though we shit on them. Um, all jokes aside, if you shop any of those brands, all you got to do is purchase how you would usually purchase, buy what you would normally buy. But as long as you use that link, we get like a little percentage kind of kick back to us so we get to keep this thing going, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm I'm having to isolate away from people who are isolating, if that makes sense. You know, I had the choice to either isolate at home or basically move out temporarily. And that's what I've done. I'm not going to set up a little kind of podcast studio in someone else's house. So here we are on the top of a hill in the middle of nowhere. Now, if someone drives past or if there's any weird noises, if you hear someone getting shot or someone bearing a body or something, then that's just know that it's not me. I'm just, you know, I want to get my alibi straight before I start this. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the state of things we're in. It's, it, I'm not going to lie, it seems a bit mental that I'm staying at someone else's house and the house I'm staying at, you know, my mate, he leaves every day for work. He goes and meets up with, when I say meets up with, he works with, let's say, 10 other people. All of those people are staying at someone else's house all meeting, you know, their friends. Not only that, but his girlfriend's there. She goes out, she meets people, she works. Same with the sister. She goes out, she's meeting people, she's working. I can meet up with my friends in groups of six. But I can't stay with the people who have just come back from travelling at my house because they're having to strictly isolate. As in that, I don't know, that seems a bit disconnected for me personally, but I guess you've got to draw a line somewhere and that's where it's drawn. I'm not going to complain about it. It's just like how they're making it so you can't meet up in more than groups of six recently. As in, there's obviously method behind it. There's obviously like reasoning behind it. But I don't know. It seems a bit crazy that, you know, you can't meet up in a group of six. By the way, I've only just realized how much I say, you know, and I hope that in pointing this out, I don't make it unbearable to listen to the rest of this because all you're going to notice is me saying, you know, in the middle of it, of of a sentence. But anyway, I just wanted to note that before someone else does. Um, yeah, it seems crazy. You can work at Costa, you can work at McDonald's or, you know, fucking foot asylum. And hundreds of people could walk through the door every day and you're interacting with, you know, dozens of them. But at the same time, you can't meet up with six people or you can't... I don't, I don't know. It just You know, if NSG... I saw this on Twitter today and it made me giggle. If NSG met up, at least one of them would be getting confiscated by the police. They would just turn up and just say, sorry, we're going to have to take this one because uh, yeah, there's more There's more than six of you. What are you going to do? S Club 7. The I, I don't know how many groups there are with more than six people in, but, you know, there's a few. But hey, the world is falling apart around us. What can you do at the moment? You can just kind of move into a, a nice Airbnb somewhere and just kind of watch as people either die from diseases or eat themselves alive through politics. 
They seem like the two options at the moment. But what can you do? I even saw a thing on Twitter today, and this has blown my mind. This just does not make any sense to me. And, well, it won't make a lot of sense to most people, but for those few ultra, ultra woke people, they might agree with this. But there was a university in America. I, I do apologise because I don't have the details. I probably should find the specific name so you can research it. But I'm sure there's a lot of headlines regarding it that because they were opening up and allowing areas for, and this, I'm just going to use all the phrasing they use, so I don't want anyone messaging in or emailing in being like, oh, da, 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 you can't say this or that, you know, that's wrong. Or, I don't believe any of this. This is what I'm just saying. This is exactly what I saw. That they basically, on the campus, they had an area for basically people of colour to meet up and they can discuss their experiences of, you know, essentially being a part of the minority group. And through having that, they've equally allowed another cafe where only white people are allowed. So now, in a university in 2020 that sees itself as progressive and forward-thinking, they now have two cafes that are strictly segregated by race. What is going on? I I am racking my brain to think the, who in the 19, you know, whatevers, when they were looking at a perfect world, some kind of society where we can live side by side pretty harmoniously, would you imagine there being two cafes split by race on a campus in 2020? And people paying to go to this university. It's fucking bonkers. I don't know. I it's. I don't know how far you can go with that line of thinking, before you end up doubling back on yourself and becoming the exact thing you hated in the beginning. I don't know. It just seems like such a paradox to me. But I don't think the way we're ever going to look past race issues is by one hundred percent all of the time, no matter what, looking at everything through the lens of race. Obviously there are times where you have to take that into consideration, you have to think about it and and spread awareness, but to completely live your life behind a race you know, a race as I want I want to say racist, because it, it that is what it is. If you're just constantly you know, looking out at the world and just seeing people of different nationalities and colours and ethnicities and what that's just never going to work that's never going to work but i don't know if someone wants to message me email me a, a reason why maybe segregated cafes could be a good thing then then let me know but i just can't i can't see it myself i think it's just we need a good war that's what we need you know no one in world war Two. it's it's almost like this the, the coronavirus um Obviously not with matters of race, because those are far, far, far more important. But there was a lot of issues that people were talking about before the coronavirus that just had such little relevance to anyone and such little reasoning that now that the coronavirus is around, they've seemingly disappeared. You know, people were complaining about magazine covers and... and who won what and jokes that were made 10 years ago on Twitter and and now all of a sudden everyone's dying and half of America's on fire from 
either because of the fucking climate change or because there's some fucking Antifa guy just throwing a Molotov through someone's window. As in, no one cares about those things anymore. And and I, I hope at least the one good thing that will come out of some kind of lockdown is that people will stop giving a fuck about these non-issues, about, you know, people... You know, issues that aren't issues. There obviously are issues. There's issues regarding quality for women in a lot of areas, for school shootings, race issues, race relations, police brutality. There's a lot of things that, you know, that do need to be discussed. But like where, like Adele wearing a particular hairstyle in her, what, Notting Hill Carnival, who cares? And maybe that's ignorant for me to say as a white guy, but that's anyone who thinks that her, the motivations behind her doing that was nothing but a love and respect for that culture is just looking for something to argue about. And I, I really think they are. I don't think anyone would look at Adele and what she was doing and think that she was doing anything but trying to show her love for Jamaican culture or, you know, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't see it myself. Things like that just need to really disappear quickly. And I think it was the, it's the issue with the internet is the fact that all of a sudden stories and issues and ideas that would have just been shut down before are now finding, finding, and when I say shut down, I mean in a positive way, as in someone would have, would have spoken out and said, did you know this, this director said this joke 10 years ago the first friend they would have said it to would have said sorry why the fuck are you going through what he said 10 years ago because of the internet now people can so easily find other echo chambers of people to just reinforce whatever bullshit ideas they think and i'm sure i'm one of those people in a lot of areas that hell there's a lot of things that i probably believe that if someone you know sat me down and and discussed thoroughly with i probably wouldn't believe them um, but at least I'm not going to see these crazy extremes of, of calling people out and trying to sh- cancel whole people's careers because of something they said when they were like 20 and they're now 45. And it, it kind of worries me with the idea that, that technology is doing nothing but getting more invasive and more attached to humans that within 50 years, we're going to have some kind of, we're going to have these devices that are undetachable from our body essentially as in you've basically got that with elon musk's Neuralink or whatever it is that he was recently testing out as in it's almost like we're racing to create it before anyone thinks through the consequences of creating it now when you think of facebook facebook was made by someone in their dorm at university as as a kind of a stupid laugh and it's ended up being developed into this whole thing where 13-year-olds can now watch people getting beheaded. And it's like, did anyone think that was going to happen? You know, when Jack Dorsey or Jack whoever made Twitter when he was, you know, some young tech entrepreneur, did he think that Donald Trump, you know, the president at the time, was going to try and start World War Three? Probably not. He probably didn't think that was going to be an issue he had to face. So... The fact that those small little inventions of apps on the grand scale of things led to these huge 
movements, issues, problems that no one could have foreseen, as in self-harm rates amongst teenage girls is like through the roof. And that's and a lot of that is down to social media pressures. Now, when people made the iPhone, you know, when Steve Jobs made the iPhone in 2006 or seven, he didn't think, okay, well, one day this technology will be so affordable that even kids can have it. And if kids have it, they're going to be connected in ways that might not be healthy. And that might lead to depression. And that might lead to more people getting, um, you know, taken into the hospital because of wounds that they've inflicted themselves as in that no one would have thought that so what is going to fucking happen when we're putting devices in our brain you know when you have notifications essentially popping up in your consciousness as in it, it it's so i think honestly and when i say and when i say this i'm gonna have to kind of clarify it, but i think we're the last age of usual normal and I use normal in a very loose sense, humans. I think in the future, you know, right now we're not we're not really humans. Like when you think about it, you know, humans as they are are five foot five with a half broken spine, with five teeth, wandering around a plain or a forest, scavenging for food, and just and just trying to get de- you know day by day. Right now, I. I we're humans, but we're not really humans. We, you know, we're kind of like on our phone most of the time. We're half the day we spend sat in a position that we were never even designed to sit on in, looking at a thing that we were never really designed to look at. It's very arguable that you know we we can speak with people we've never meant to have contacted. We can watch things we were never meant to have watched. So you could argue that we're not really humans, but Jesus, compared to what there's going to be in in a hundred years, two hundred years, it's going to be it's going to be pretty crazy. And I guess that's partly why I'm, I'm I started a podcast. I started recording stuff like this is because I just think if I can just chat some shit and document whatever's going on at the time, then maybe in the future. It would just be interesting to look back at it, even if it's just for, you know, my personal use or, you know, to be able to show my kids, my mum, you know, getting far too intoxicated. You know, I think that's a a lovely use of technology and it's definitely better than putting your fucking arse up on Instagram. I was actually on YouTube recently and it was doing my fucking head in because every, basically if you have any kind of website, if you run any kind of business you know, whether it's Facebook or a startup that you started a week ago, you will get adverts on YouTube for these stupid fucking programs that people always advertise. It's basically like those Ty Lopez, you know, like I'm here in my garage, just like with my Lamborghini, like, and they are doing nothing but getting worse. Like when that advert came out, everyone rinsed it because it was, it was fucking stupid, obviously. But those adverts have done nothing but get worse steadily over like 10 years or how we know however long youtube's been going oh we got one the other day i shit you not i think it was called let me see if i've got it i did make a note of it somewhere freedom business mentoring and the guy whose name i think is not mark norman i think mark norman i think i think i think i'll have to double check it but he was on youtube and he, he started his advert by saying what do you think about starting a business? People tell that you that you know. People tell you that you need to 
work really hard and that you've got to invest money, you've got to invest time, that you've got to have, you know, specialist abilities. That's not true. That's not true. That's a myth. Da, 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 da. And it's it's exactly the same format that people have where it's people used to tell you that if you want a six pack, you've got to work out, you've got to eat healthy. That's not true. As it every you can just okay, here's a tip for anyone out there who wants to start some kind of bullshit kind of semi scamming, semi not company. Think of something that people really want. Pretend that it's really easy to get. And then tell them that if they think otherwise, it's only because they've been told to think that way. Do you want a house? Do you want a giant mansion on a hill with a swimming pool? Well, most people tell you that's hard to buy. Guess what? It's not. I can tell you how to do it. With five easy, easy steps, you know, I can show you how to house hack. Da, da, da. It's, it's just, if that was true, why wouldn't everyone be doing it? And I know people will say, oh, well, because people don't have the guts. Well, I followed this guy up. I looked up these videos of people reviewing his mentorship program. They said that within the community itself, so when you buy his course, and by the way, his course is how to sell online coaching. Now, have you ever heard of anything more ironic than someone who's not, like, okay, he is qualified, he's obviously made a lot of money in his life. By looking at his background, he was involved in some kind of dating company where it was coaching people how to date women. Um, so I don't know, think of that what you will. So he's not exactly Jeff Bezos or, you know, Elon Musk, but that's besides the point. He's coaching people how to coach people online. And he's, and, and I, I honestly, it sounds like a lie, but he was even saying, you know, you don't even need to know what you're coaching because you can just outsource that work. You can just find people. There's other tips on TikTok where people were, I don't have TikTok, but I was shown this by like a guy who was suggesting how to make money online quick and easy, where you find companies that need article writers. You then go to Fiverr and you pay someone £5 to write an article and then you submit their article and you get paid 150 quid for an article and then you give the guy his £5 and you keep the profit. Well, first of all, if that... That will never work because those people, there is not a shortage of writers out there. Every website will be getting inundated with people putting up content or suggesting content and article ideas. And Okay, that's not a problem. Second of all, even if you find a company that's dumb enough to accept that fucking article that someone wrote for five quid, then that just makes you a scumbag. When is that? Well, I was going to say, when's a scumbag been a career, but pretty much forever anyway I, I don't know why i ranted about that last youtube bit it's just just look out for it start going on youtube type in how to start a business purely so google and youtube will start putting these stupid fucking adverts in front of your face in a week's time because honestly there's nothing funnier there was a guy who was saying if you get a client who's willing to pay you two thousand pounds a month every month over the course of the year you'll make 24 grand now that's not bad but if you get five clients to pay you £2,000 a month, da, 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 every month a year, and he was going, he, half of the advert, he was just spent doing the calculations on how much money you would make if you had this business that made loads of money. And it's like, okay, cool, cheers. Now, how do you actually make a business that starts turning over money? You know, you can't just say, that's like what kids do. They just go, they go on auto trade and they think, okay, well, if I have this, I'm out of money. 
and I make this per month and I can save it over the course of two years and this is the car I can buy. Someone's basically doing that for you. They're just jacking off your little kind of ego part of your mind that wants to have all of those nice things without even telling you the the hows and what's and ifs that you know you have to go through and answer to be able to actually get into that position. Anyway, Jesus Christ, I'm, shall I invite him on? Maybe I'll invite him onto the podcast. It seems harsh that I'm I'm giving him a bit of an ear beating without first questioning his his methods in person. So who knows? Look out for that in the future. That would be fun. But for now, I guess I'll call it a day. We've done 22 minutes. I think that was just spent of me rambling. But if you want to support that, don't support this episode. You know, if you want to support the show, then that's great. I'm not expecting you to support it for these episodes. These are pretty terrible. But what can you do? I'm I'm asking because, you know, maybe one day we're going to start, you know, we could even pay to get guests to come over, you know, for their travel and things like that. Because at the moment, everything's having to be done strictly over internet connection because of the coronavirus. But hey, who knows? Maybe when this is all over, we can start traveling places. We could even up the production value, get videos or whatever. But if you want to support us, head over to the website.com forward slash podcast. Like I said, all you have to do Use those links, baby. Buy some of that shit that you wouldn't normally buy. You know, off-white. Make it as expensive as possible because it's all percentage-based. You know, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Ask your mum. Ask your dad. Just say, can I have it? University's asking for an extra £1,000 because of tuition. Da-da-da-da-da. Then just spend it on, you know, some tiny little skimpy waistcoat that off-white probably sells for God knows fucking how much. But hey, at least we'll get 10% or something like that. You know? It'd be great. be great. We can work together. We'll split it. You scam, you scam the credit card companies, you know, all your parents, depending on how rich you are. You know, I don't want anyone out there putting their parents in financial stress. But guess what? If you're spoiled, if your parents have net worths in the tens of millions, then guess what? Just say, oh, my car broke down. I need five grand. You buy some clothes. I get a little percentage, I'll split it with you, it'll all be good, just email, yeah, Sam, no, I'm not going to read that my email, I'm not being serious, I don't want people getting, you know, messaging me like that, but, anyway, bye, have a good week, lots of love.